0: here we go again it's time for part three of the special one-off roll for blank campaign this week nate jeff and dave are rejoined by andrew playing a gnomish artificer as they find themselves inside the bee ladies underground house and confronted by a bee god what will they do oh what will they do Let's find out what DM Mark Hughes has in store for them on this week's episode of Roll for Blank.
1: Find yourself right where we left off, trapped in the, uh, the honey hags' subterranean lair. Jeff has decided that he's going to put up a moonbeam in the doorway, blocking stuff off. You throw up that map while we're talking about it. So you guys are in the hallway right here. Sneaking I thought your... we were a little bit more in that narrower area to the <laughs> I mean, south. No, no, you guys
0: said you retreat. I mean, I don't care. You can, yeah, my understanding was we cast you, you cast moonbeam, uh, pretty much right where Mark mm-hmm. was circling there, it, Yeah, you in guys the like mouth of
1: this, and tried so we to shut of this off so that you guys could retreat quietly to my the hallway. Is that not right?
0: You I cast moonbeam, right.
1: Jeff. So, yeah, I cast moonbeam like
2: right at the entrance to the, that little hallway. So here, no other entrance
1: here. Yeah, yeah okay, that part. sure. So you guys are in this hallway
3: then? Sure. Okay. Cool. That works Milo, too. I'm being chased by a moon shadow. <laughs> My moonbeam is super cool. Yes, it's very nice, Milo. It's very nice. Okay, I understand so- why we couldn't just summon the Bee God, but here we are.
1: <laughs> so, as you guys are retreating not so stealthily down this hallway, you can see that the Honey Lady is talking to herself and gesticulating a whole whole lot. Milo, do you know sign language? Um, I mean
2: a little, but nope. that's not any sign language I recognize. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. What, can I, well, Andrew? What is your character? Because I have no idea. I haven't had a chance to look.
4: Um, he's a gnome, Bellus, rear guard.
1: Bellus is his name. Yep. That's such a great name. Also, everyone, just give me a a perception roll, real quick. Not you, Andrew.
2: 30,
1: 20. I got a nine. 13.
2: Okay.
1: Okay. Uh, Ken, the only thing that you notice that's a little weird about this is for some reason you remember going into this with three people, but now there are four people in your group. But that seems a little weird, but not unusual because you know the fourth person. You've right. adventured everybody... before, but something just seems a little weird.
5: That's all, guys. I think there's something weird here. Everybody, count off: one, two, three, four. Yeah. Okay. That seems fine. It's a little weird, but not that
3: weird. Yeah, Milo's not lost, so we're doing five. I was I wasn't lost before. Yes, you were, Milo. There were three of us <laughs> for a period of time, and then only two. Your memory must four. be addled with honey. When did we get? When did we get four? You've you always had four. four. Yes, Milo. Do we need to count again? But Clark, you just said there were three of us, and then there were two. But I'm well, there confused. were three of us because you were missing, and there were two of us because Ken and I were looking for you while our obvious fourth friend here was unavailable because you were in the honey. Oh, okay. I don't understand what you're confused about. You were double lost. I'm a very person, and I but understand I... exactly what's going on. But I was right here the whole time. Were you though, Milo? Were you? Yes. So as we look back over at the,
5: uh, the the honey lady gesticulating, is she gesticulating in our direction by any chance? Uh, no, not in your direction. More in she... a ta- like in a talking to herself kind of way, or does it look like uh, practiced?
1: Uh, it looks very practiced, but also in a talking to herself kind of way. Well, that doesn't seem great. I think she's dancing. Oh, yeah.
5: I think you might be right.
3: I, hey, I might be, I might be I might be familiar with this mating ritual.
2: Oh. That's Interesting, I mean, that I, I know
3: nothing about it if it's a mating ritual.
2: I mean, Ken, you you really know most of the mating rituals, right? Oh no. Uh, that's that's Clark is the mating guy.
4: Uh, I've studied
2: a lot, so
4: I'm familiar with
2: most things. Okay. That's helpful.
3: Um well, I mean, we it, well, hey, B-List, cause... should we try to run a train on this bee woman? Is that your estimation at this point? I think we should uh, n- depart. Hey, I wouldn't, guys. I wouldn't walk through my moonbeam. That's gonna hurt. Yes, but what a better place to make love than by moonlight?
2: No, it, it'll really
3: hurt. That's.
2: I vote
5: we get out of here then. before she <laughs> summons I'm with uh, more bee dogs.
2: Yeah, and and that whole honey experience was not very sweet
3: to me.
5: So. Okay, I start walking out.
3: Ha, ha ha Milo. Good joke.
1: Okay.
3: I'm gonna I'm gonna do an unarmed strike on Milo's back
1: for <laughs> his run.
3: Which, That's a, which uh, since I'm a half-link probably knocks me. It's yeah. a twenty one to hit. Oh that definitely hits. <laughs> and it's gonna do four bludgeoning damage.
2: Alright. <laughs> I mean, like I feel like you would hit me so hard it would like knock <laughs> me across the cavern. So I'm 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 uh, I'm uh, which, which way do I get knocked? Toward the moonbeam or away from it?
3: Oh, away from it. Clark's okay. paying attention.
1: Alright, so <laughs> you smack me into the wall. Okay. As you guys approach this main area here, uh, you notice a large flash of light come from the Honey ladies area. Also, you notice that there are eight figures now standing in this hallway with you, kind of Humming. Hey guys, does this kind seem like humming. there are
2: more of us now?
1: Yeah, yeah, count off.
2: Uh, uh, one. What are they? look <laughs> uh, What are
3: they? What do they look like? I, I can show you. Clark is Clark has rolled perception, and that's a seventeen. Oh, those those don't look healthy. Oh yeah. Does it <laughs> sound like a like zombie bees? made
1: of bees? Yes, it does sound like bees.
3: Cool. Oh. Gentlemen, there seems to be something. A buzz. It yeah, means, what's that
1: buzz?
2: Tell me what's happening.
3: It's uh, it seems that we have some sort of bee beasts standing before us, and now we're moonbeamed into this corridor. Well hey, done, Milo. Hey, Clark, hey, Clark is <laughs> it is kind of a buzz kill. It's true, Milo. Don't make me hit you again. <laughs>
1: um I mean, they're not they're not doing anything at the moment. They're just sort of standing where you notice the the sarcophagi. Hey,
2: excuse me. Would you guys like any muffins? I, 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 we can go and get you some muffins and bring them back. Guys, we won't come back.
1: They don't,
5: Um, they don't respond. All right. uh, I'm going to um, uh, cautiously walk between whatever the first, the first pair of them is. Okay. Uh,
1: As you get closer and closer to them, you notice that the, the humming gets a lot louder and uh, a cloud of bees sort of encompasses the first two people. Hey, Ken? So you can't really, you, c- you could continue to walk through them, should you wish, but... But it's a wall of bees. Mm-hmm. Yes. Ken, I
2: wouldn't, I wouldn't do that.
5: Uh, are you saying that quietly? Yeah, I'm whispering it to you. I turn to the other two guys. Guys, I don't think we should do this. <laughs> go back to
2: the group.
3: How can we distract some bees? Our bees are afraid of flames, are they not? Does anyone
2: have a torch? Um, hey, DM, when I was in the honey, did I notice that there was a bottom to that yeah. thing? Yeah. Okay.
1: Because um, you noticed that you couldn't touch it because it was... It a- was deeper about, than me. ...about twice your length to the floor. Maybe a little bit more.
2: Okay. Well, yeah, I have a torch and a tinderbox box um uh Clark like we don't have time to
3: swipe right Milo we need to fire okay well should I do another moonbeam there I don't know that I want to be trapped with a pool of honey and nowhere to go
5: how does the how long does the moonbeam last
3: um that's a good question I don't
1: know
5: so while this is going on I'm just gonna start
4: uh walking towards the bees okay um, and you see me slowly start just, like, walking up the wall and kind of then walking on top of the ceiling with my, and, as I get closer. Okay. Um, uh, I mean, the bees also do rise towards the ceiling. And, um, I will reach into my pocket and, um, pull out a little, uh, kind of, you know, rock-looking thing. Um, and you guys see me like mess with it kind of talking with it uh, and a kind of um, sparkler fire effect starts coming out of it and I take some gum out of my mouth and just stick it to the bottom and stick that to the top and then I slowly return talking back and say uh, cool Uh, where are we going?
2: What did did you just do? Oh I just did uh, some
1: Mission Impossible shit. I
2: thought that was pretty clear (laughs) <laughs> Wait,
4: do you guys do you guys not have spider shoes? No. Oh, that's a I shame. Don't. That's a you shame. Can. You guys should really think about investing in some spider shoes. It's been, you know, they've been super helpful to me. Um but I just took this rock and I kinda of talked to it and messed with it and uh now it's gonna be, you know, shooting out sparks and stuff and kinda of, we talked about needing a flame. I figured I'd just go and
3: do that. Excellent, Beelze. Do you think you could talk to the bees and make them also sprout flame? No. All right then. It's not—it's not a real
4: flame; it just looks like flame.
2: Ah, subterfuge. Excellent. All right, so guys, my moonbeam is gonna run out here in, in real soon. It only lasts for a minute, but I, if we want to get past these guys, I could try a really big thunder wave to knock them out of the way,
3: and we could just go run for it. But I'm short. Sure. Milo, hop on my shoulders. We're going to take a jog. Ken gets in, a, like, a racer
5: stance, like, before, you know, three-point stance to run at the appointed time.
3: All right, do we want me to try a thunder wave? I'm not sure that we have to harm them yet. They haven't engaged us. Perhaps we can get around them if we're just deft enough.
5: Are they responding okay. at all to the uh, to the illusion?
1: Uh, let's find out. Um, I mean, they don't really seem to be terribly concerned with it at the moment. I mean, they're definitely more focused on you guys. Alright.
3: Perhaps we should throw some honey on the floor. Maybe they'll go toward that. That's a really
2: good idea, Clark. Here, let me grab some. I walk over to the thing with one of my pots and and fill it with the honey and then uh, I'll shuck it um, like right in front of the bees. So, like, not the pot just like toss the honey itself right in front of the bees on the
1: ground and
2: you're flicking it out. like
3: a boogie
1: <laughs> yeah
2: well uh, i learned it
1: from you clark very good you you do notice a change in the bees demeanor uh they seem to be vibrating a lot more
3: and this area seems to be getting a lot warmer We seem to have agitated the bees, Milo. Poor thinking on your part. I'm sorry that you made such a mistake, but we'll forgive you. I think it might be time to thunder wave them, uh, if I do say so myself. Okay. Uh,
4: Um, I put my hand on on your shoulder and say, give me one more chance before we thunder wave. Um, So I will uh, kind of take a couple steps towards them, um, pull out a screwdriver from my pocket, start, you know, uh, twisting some stuff, messing with some stuff, and uh, shoot out um, Hypnotic Pattern. Oh, uh, okay. Which creates a twisting pattern of colors that weaves through the air inside a 30-foot cube. Uh, the pattern appears for a brief moment, and then vanishes, and then um, each creature uh, that sees the pattern
1: must make a wisdom saving throw.
0: Okay. I think that includes all of us, right? Yeah. All right, here we um, go.
1: They they got an 11. It's a wisdom
4: 16 is the save. Okay. So they are uh, well charmed by the spell. The creature is incapacitated and has a speed of zero. I okay. critically
2: failed.
1: <laughs> yeah, Clark also failed, so. So your movement speed is already halved because you're covered in honey.
3: What's half of zero? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Theoretical mathematics was never my game Okay So uh, What you
1: can see happen there is in, uh, Instead of sort of standing Still uh, You see all the bees sort of Settle off to the side How are the uh, the people who were full of bees Doing? Uh, I mean they're still standing there But they don't seem active Got it I have um, your suits yeah. So as you guys do that, um, you can hear uh, sort of a, a clip clopping noise coming from this direction, headed in your direction. Sounds, Sounds like a, a, a pony. Yeah, it does sound like a pony.
2: I mean, like I'm just enamored by the pretty colors. So, and we're we're incapacitated, right? Or no?
1: Uh, not all of you, I don't think. Yeah. But. Well, just Bellis isn't. It? Yeah. Oh, you you failed as well. <laughs> oh yeah. We all failed. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah.
5: Yeah. You could just split. Like like it's been it's been a great adventure for you. <laughs>
4: <laughs> okay. Uh, um, I can I can wait. Um, basically, Mark, it takes an action to like shake someone away from it. Okay. I mean,
1: so feel free, feel free to do that. Um, You've got plenty of time to shake all three people. So. Okay. I will. I will do that. Shake as
4: you're... Come on, guys. What are you, what are you doing? You're distracted by some, oh. some some swirling colors. Yeah, they were really pretty. <laughs> Beautiful wow. Yeah, those were for the bees. Were for bees. You, were, you were supposed to look. I thought that yeah. was evident.
1: So They were uh, just so pretty. As, as you guys finished waking up, uh, you noticed a, a very lovely uh, black and yellow uh, unicorn stride into the room. you hey guys. It's a unicorn. He's like, uh, so what's the, what's going on here, guys? Are you the bee god? I'm, I'm a bee god. I mean, the, oh. uh, the nice, uh, lovely lady said that uh, you were trying to run off with some of her honey and ruin the hive situation and caused a little bit of chaos uh, for us bee folk. So, uh, what's the deal, That's guys? That's not
2: exactly what happened. I feel like you've been led a little astray. Um, actually, what happened is that we got a little obsessed with your honey, and so I came here to get more of it, but now I'm good.
1: Yeah, but what about the, you're covered in honey, so that's theft. You killed some dogs that also kind of belong to me, so that's destruction of property. You destroyed the front door to my temple, so yeah, I I think it's a little bit more complicated than just you were into honey and now you're not. Yes, we seem
3: to have stumbled into something we weren't quite prepared for. Would you say, among the pantheon of bee gods that you are the most, uh, loving and just of the group? Or would you classify yourself a little more on the bribe-accepting end of the spectrum?
1: Um, somewhere in the middle there. I-, I mean, I'm definitely
3: not above a nice bribe, but, you know... Would you like a muffin? Uh, no. Milo, the muffins aren't going to work. It's time to... Pivot to a new strategy. But you love my muffins, Clark. Yes, but I'm not a bee deity, <laughs> Milo. It's time to pivot. Look, bee deity. I, I am. I'm Clark, son of Emmer. My colleagues and I arrived here on a vacation boat. Your lovely uh, beekeeperess, uh, she presented us with some of your delicious wares, and uh, we were quite taken with them. As um, is to be expected. And then we, we discovered that uh, some of the offerings that the islanders make to the, uh, the, the sea god came back uh, filled with larvae of your, of your bee folk. And uh, we just came to investigate. Um, there was some dog issues. Milo's been bit in the past and he's a little jumpy about it. Um, he fell into the honey. It's, a, it's very complicated. The, the thing is... Uh, we would love to resolve this as peacefully as possible, as, as I'm sure my, my friend Ken here is, is eager to get back to just having a jog and doing some lifting. Um, we'd rather not have to uh, lift uh, a godly corpse out of a den of uh, bee iniquity, if, uh, if at all possible. So, uh, what can we do here?
1: Well, um, I mean, some amount of repayment is going to be necessary. That's just the way this goes. Uh, my, uh, my lovely honey lady back there says that, uh, your, your honey-covered friend is primed and ready to go for harvesting. So, uh, that seems seems like hey, a good Clark. payment
3: to me. Hey, Clark. they want to eat me. I don't want to get eaten, okay? Oh, don't be silly, Milo. I think they want to convert you into a hive, and <laughs> you won't be eaten. Um, at least not today. It'll take some time, I'm sure. But you always wanted to uh, have room to store all of the things that mattered to you, and you might soon be full of compartments. I mean, I always wanted to be myself. <laughs> yes,
1: that's the spirit. It's it's time to die. No, seriously, though. please don't <laughs> let me die. Okay, I mean, be God. I'm, um, I'm, yes. I'm open to other suggestions, should you guys have other suggestions. Well, what are but, some uh, other
5: resources that are useful to you? Because what we've noticed is you've been taking the bodies of uh, other people who live on this island without asking. So it feels like you've externalized some costs there.
1: I I don't know if the not asking part is true. I mean, to the best of my knowledge, from what I've observed, the people who come to be our hives and help us with the honey come willingly.
2: But don't you ensorcel them with your honey?
1: That's what happened to me and Clark. I mean, that's... That's a technicality of semantics as far as I'm concerned. Like, they come of their own free will. They come No, you've taken
2: honey. away they their free will.
1: to help make the honey. Seems pretty, pretty well done to me. You're a liar. I mean, I know done. for Liars a fact. Liars are not good. I know for a fact your, your friend Clark, he also ate the honey, but he ain't covered in it. Yeah, it was a misunderstanding.
2: And wait, no, you drove me to jump in the honey by having me be addicted to the honey. This is, you're, you're lying and liars are bad.
1: If I did not have you to be addicted to the them, honey.
2: I would tell you your pants are on fire if you were wearing pants. Well, hello.
3: let's not get into outfit uh, commentary right now. This is not the time for your red carpet musings. I, so can, I can see where your friend stands. Does the rest of you stand
1: in his corner? what other types of resources that are useful to you? Let's see Let's see if we can work
5: something out because, uh, you know, first of all, look, I'm with you. Sometimes when people aren't committed to good, clean living and taking care of their bodies, sometimes they have to own the consequences of those decisions. However, I'm not sure your stuff was properly
1: labeled. So maybe we can work something else out here. Sure. I'm, I'm willing to, to work out. I mean, what would be equivalent that you could offer me to this, this tiny... Honey-covered man, who is, you know, kind of what we're looking for right now, uh, as well as
3: recompense for the dead dogs and the door. What if we brought you a an immense entity in which to cultivate your honey? Something, something far larger than my tiny friend here. Um, uh, okay. Are there any Are there any living creatures that have a target on their back, as far as you're concerned, that we might just bring to your to your aid. Interesting. Interesting. Preferably one that's on the evil side of the spectrum. Okay. Okay.
1: Uh, I mean, you know, this island isn't full of a lot of things besides people and tree ants, but, uh, you know, the oceans are full of uh, quite a few things, large things that uh, might be
3: useful. Something like a shitty whale, perhaps. Sure, yeah, that, that could work. But a very, very rude way. I mean, he doesn't need to be rude. I, I think just to make us feel better about the transaction, it would be best if he was rude.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's that's your call. That, I mean, I'm not going to make that judgment for you.
5: All right, I think, I think we can go on a little bit of a fishing expedition. This seems good. Uh, if you wouldn't mind having your uh, guardsmen here stand down so we can go on out and take a look around. We've got some work to do. In fact, the first thing is we're going to need a bigger boat.
1: True, Um, but I guess I guess one thing I'm concerned about is collateral. I guess Mm -hmm. because, like, you know, boats come and go off this island all the time. Mm -hmm. How do I know that you won't be on one of those boats? Well, you seem to be,
5: uh, you know, pretty powerful. Um, You've got, uh, you know, bees, zombies on the beach, and so on. They could they could keep an eye on us.
1: Oh, oh, those aren't mine. Oh, who bee, bee zombies I are those? I don't deal with bee zombies. That's I don't know. That's that's news to me. Oh well,
5: tell you what, we can bring you a bunch of bee zombies. You might love these guys. They've
3: uh they've got uh they're basically like prefab hives. Okay, that could be interesting. Excellent. Then uh, this appears to be shaping up quite nicely. Um, I, how would you do for this? I I could leave my. My warhammer with you. Be god, it's it's a family heirloom, and uh, otherwise I only have this this tiny dagger, as you can see on my hip. Perhaps perhaps that would be collateral enough. I I, I really would like it back. I, I do love this hammer. You can ask my friends. I've done unspeakable things with this hammer. It's just uh, kind of- I mean, I think you might need the hammer
1: if I mean if you're going to go after a shitty whale. I mean that might come in handy more than a dagger, though that would be amusing to watch. Um, do I think maybe I've got an idea. And uh, he sort of stares at Milo's feet, and the honey coalesces down into two very heavy, crystalline honey boots around your feet. Guys, I think he, he
2: wants my feet, and I really don't want to lose my feet. Come down, Milo. You hate walking anyway. We all have to make sacrifices. Ken, please don't let them take my feet. Are you trying to take his feet? Is that the plan? No, no.
1: This is, that's my collateral. Like, if if you three decide to skedaddle on a boat, these boots will keep this dude here. So, oh, I see. Oh, cool. Okay. Okay.
3: But he'll come with us for now. It's oh, yeah, yeah, he'll yeah, be he's, He'll be permanently... He's more welcome to roam the island. He just can't leave it. Oh, that's fine, Milo. You love islands.
2: Well, um, but Clark, I don't want to live here for the rest of my life. No, you won't. We're just gonna go. We're gonna go to the beach real quick.
5: Pick up a couple of zombies. They're not moving real fast anyway. Uh, throw them in a cart or something. Bring them down here. Complete our transaction. Sounds like everything is fine. I suspect there are no weird obstacles or surprises or traps between here and the end of the thing.
3: What reason would we have to distrust a bee god, especially one as majestic as this one? And Clark's gonna kinda wink at the bee god just to make it clear that he's really, really warming up.
1: Yeah, I mean the bee god winks back. Excellent.
4: I'm intrigued to see how honey boots interact with sand,
3: so <laughs> Yeah. I don't know, it seems like our best deal so far. Yes, Milo, I think we should take this out while we have it, and worst case we'll remove your feet, and you'll be able to come with us. We'll get we've you a nice little up. cart to drag yourself around. It. It'll be fun.
5: Yeah, we've negotiated up from instant death. I feel like that's a pretty good situation.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <No>.
4: Okay. <laughs> I'm pretty handy with making stuff. I'm pretty sure we could, you know, tinker you up some uh, some replacement hey. feet that are probably better than your feet. The well, Bellis,
2: that you have. Can't you just off- make a device that will peel the honey boots off my
3: feet? That seems complicated. Yes, don't you want to be like the Blade Runner, except for the part where he killed his girlfriend with a gun? No. Well, it's probably what's going to happen, so let's just get out of here, shall we? Yeah.
5: Ken, Ken just starts out. So they going to the bow to,
3: the, to the, the, the,
1: the, the... The mummified humans don't seem to react, the bees don't seem to react, they seem to be letting you pass. So tell me about
2: these boots. Like, are they they really tight, or do I think oh. I could slip my
1: feet out of them? No, they're pretty tight. Like they're like uh, they're in. They've encased your feet in a in a crystalline honey. Do they? D- does the honey stick to dirt or stand? Doesn't seem to at the moment. Like it seems uh, like. I mean, they are very heavy though.
2: Um, hey, hey, guys, I. These boots are kind of heavy and uncomfortable. Do you think we could take them off for a little while and set them aside, and then we'll
3: we'll we'll go get the, the zombies? I don't I mean, think this is how this works, Milo. I'm pretty sure we just have to lump it for now, and by we I mean you. Yeah, we've made a
5: deal here. I could try and I could try and uh, we could do try to I could try and carry you around. I'm not the maybe the strongest of this group, but I could, I could give it a shot.
2: So um, I'd like to make some sort of like, uh, like investigation uh, or insight on these boots. Like. Go for it. So I got an 11. Do I feel like casting Dispel Magic will
1: like end their magic? Uh, The answer to that would be yes. But you also know that a deity put these boots on you. So Dispel Magic may require a little extra kick than just uh, your base level of casting.
3: Um, like these are
1: these are definitely divinely
3: endowed
1: boots.
2: Hey, Bellus, do you have anything that can boost the power of a spell?
5: No, I don't really mess with spells. Same here, I just do stuff quietly.
3: Milo, if you're thinking about removing those boots, I, I think they are the Manolo Blahniks of uh, honey boots, and it might not be wise to, to mess with them. Well, I actually
2: felt like you would enjoy wearing them a whole lot more, Clark. You, I think that
3: the girls would find them really fancy on you. I, I bet they would, but they're definitely not my size, Milo. You see, you're nearly one-third of the size of me, and your, your tiny tootsies would... Uh, no, no, no. Don't you know that halflings have gigantic feet for our
2: size? I mean, I bet we we're, you know we've worn the same type of shoes in the past.
3: Yes, yes. We've been in the locker room before, Milo. I know everything about your giant feet. This is just going to be your burden to bear. You were a honey boy, and now you're having honey boy consequences. But we're going to deal with it. Let's just get on with this, and, and soon you'll be without the boots. All right, as we've uh, been walking along, anything
5: anything uh, in the way of us getting to those bee zombies? How are they looking?
1: No, I mean, you pretty much you know the way back. You follow that path so you avoid hitting the, the tree ants. Make your way back to the beach as you guys approach the beach. um, You can still see that there are are people on the beach, but they don't seem to be standing anymore. They all seem to be lying down. Um, There's also a shit ton of birds all over the beach, uh, because somebody left a ton of muffins on the beach.
3: (laughs) Milo, your muffins have drawn birds. Well,
2: they are popular muffins, I want to
3: go check my thing
2: where I was asking for payment for the muffins to see if there's any money there.
1: uh, There's a couple of coppers in there, but uh, well, because it was a gold piece per muffin. Like I said, there's a couple of coppers in there, Um, but what you can definitely tell is that there is a very unhappy woman near your your cook site. Uh, trying to figure out what's going on with all of these birds that are everywhere and why there are all these muffins all over the beach. Uh, and she's currently yelling at the, the priest guy about what's going on on the beach with all these weird dead people still laying on the beach and all these freaking muffins all over the place that have tracked all these tiny weird little bird things and is ruining her business.
2: Yeah, I know. It's super weird that there's muffins here. I don't know how they got here.
5: Luckily, we can help you with one of those two problems. So uh, anyway, we'll just uh, get to work cleaning this up. This looks like, uh, frankly, the more difficult of the tasks. Uh, Let's go, fellas.
3: Yes, to the bird removal. No, no, the other one. Oh, yes, to the corpse removal.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. And the priest goes, what are you guys doing with the bodies? Well, we just thought we would help. They, 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 you know
5: clean them up and uh, we'll, we'll we'll see if we can find an appropriate uh, you know, spot for them I mean we
1: got to get them back in the water
5: oh yeah but you got to clean them up we'll, we'll clean them up uh, and then uh, bring them right back here
3: Clark rolled a five for persuasion um, we're going to uh, put on a, a kind of ritual uh, puppet show using these bodies you see uh, we, we've discovered that your sea deity, prefers bodies that have most recently done their favorite activity prior to being sent into the water. And uh, all of these were just sort of put in a wheelbarrow, and it turns out none of them really enjoyed that, so we're going to uh, get them doing a little dancing, and then we will uh, bring them back and throw them in the water. It'll be it'll be great. Right his brain. Everybody's happy. Uh, no problems on your island.
1: Um, I-, I will, uh... He's not convinced by a five, but he's... <laughs> not not paying attention um, the the very, very tall uh, purple skinned lady immediately turns to Milo and be like, are these your muffins? No, why, you're thinking of my twin brother muffins Daryl. in your bag? No, you're
2: thinking of my twin brother, Daryl. He made these muffins. I make muffins that are different than these. And in I'm fact, a- I'm going to make a persuasion roll, um, and I rolled a 21. Okay.
3: She's dubious, but she's letting it go. Hey, Clark, I don't actually have a twin brother named Daryl. Yes, Milo, I know, and it's probably not good to bring it up right now. Oh, right, okay. (laughs) So you see, madam, these muffins have no connection to us, nor to the bodies that we are going to take for a very simple... um, Efficacy retraining, uh, so that they are ready to usher into the sea where they will bring opulence and uh, comfort to every islander, uh, uh and so forth. Um, uh, you buy this, yes. Uh, why don't we just go ahead and take this burden off your hands? I mean, he's he's definitely like standing there
1: quizzically, but he's not stopping you. All right, great. Uh, all uh-huh. right.
5: Do we see anything nearby that could be used to move, say, five or six
1: of these? Uh, I mean, you definitely see a couple of, like, carts near the dock, um, but you don't see... I mean, they're all set up for, say, um, like, being horse-drawn or a large animal uh, drawing them, uh, but you don't see any of those at the dock currently. Hmm. Uh... mm Mm-hmm. I do not have any particularly
5: useful skills in this way. Um,
1: look, hey, I think
5: maybe we just... Do you have uh, a
1: tourist map.
5: Hey, let's take a look at this map. Uh, where's the bike rental place? We need one with the
1: kid card on the back. Um, so, uh, what you can tell, there's a place on the map uh, labeled G. It's the Gypsy Gold Horse Farm, which houses all of the, the horses that are used for both work and pleasure on the island. Uh, they are they are some of the most fantastic horses in the world.
3: Um, yeah, excellent. And, uh, yes, they have pleasure horses. Remember, I told you about our visit and uh... and you it, it lists the uh, the stable
1: master's name as Kier in the in the book. So if you if you go to the the stables, look for uh, the stable master Kier.
2: Hey guys, I have a great idea. We should mm-hmm. go, go talk to Kier at the stables.
3: I love it. I love it. Yes. Genius, Milo. Genius. Way to go, Muffin Man. <laughs> and we start walking <laughs> toward, the, uh, toward the stables. Cool. Uh,
1: it takes you, you know, about, you know, an hour or so to get to the stables on foot. Um, as As you approach, you can see there's a large fenced-in area with sort of a central hut to I'm, you can imagine that that is where the, the stable master is housed uh, you can see magnificent horses, these are like some of the most beautiful horses you've seen, super luxurious mane, they they look extremely graceful and they look uh, just majestic, these horses Is there like a price board up somewhere? Yeah, yeah, at the little hut there's a $10 an hour uh, Right. Uh, All right, I ring the bell or whatever to see if the cure will come around. Okay. Um, It takes a minute, but then uh, a a horse trots up and goes, what's up? Oh, oh, yeah,
5: right. Um, Say, uh, we've got some cargo on the beach that we uh, would like to hire some help hauling from, uh, you know, one place to another. And I just wonder what, uh, what, what you might offer there, if you have anybody around who might help.
1: No, yeah, yeah. How, uh, like, how many uh, how many carts are you, uh, you dragging around the island? Hmm, let's say,
5: let's start with, uh, I don't know, five? five? How many? Uh, look, about how many of me would fit in one cart, let's say, if it was people? Uh,
1: horizontally or vertically? Cordwood, uh, you know my man. We're <laughs> stacking them like cordwood. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, approximately how many of these people are you looking to, like, shove in a, in an individual cart? Hmm. Just trying to do the math on on weight distribution. Uh, uh, up to eighty, I want to say. Up to eighty. Okay. 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 Um, that seems like a lot. He uh, he swings around. He's like Doughboy, uh, French Muffin, come here. And, like these two horses come trotting over. I just uh, nudge Milo. <laughs> <love> muff- muffin. <laughs> <laughs> like, think. Uh, <laughs> These are these are these are two of the strongest uh, horses on the island. Doughboy's hey. a pretty experienced uh, hauler. French Muffin's kind of new the island, but definitely very strong. Hey, French Muffin, do you like muffins? Would you like a muffin? The horse just kind of stands there, looking around. Um, yeah, nudge him again, Say like muffin like six more times.
2: Hey, French Muffin, I have muffins. If you like muffins, we can we can do a muffin right. trade, and then you'll be a muffin with a muffin. Doesn't what that sound friend, like fun, French Muffin?
1: What my friend means is, you're hired. <laughs> I mean, the horses just kind of like paw the ground and stand there. Hey, Kier, do uh, these
2: horses not talk like you do?
1: No, they're horses. Oh, and what are you? That's Ooh. fucking rude.
2: Well, I'm a druid, and I like to get the proper title for each animal that I encounter, and I want to make sure I don't just call you horse. That's
1: that's good, because I'm not a horse. I'm a, right. I'm a half centaur.
2: Oh, well, it's lovely to to meet you.
1: Yeah, but you, you definitely shouldn't go just asking people, what are you? Like, that's rude. Would you like a muffin? Uh, no, thanks. I, I just ate a little while ago, so I appreciate the offer. But, uh, I'm good for the moment. Do you want?
2: Do you want some honey? I have some honey boots that you're more than welcome to suckle off of.
1: Kind of takes a look at your honey boots and he's like,
3: "Ah, so you've met the bee god." Yes, we've we've had an interesting conversation with the bee god. I apologize for my uncouth friend who first questions your lineage and then asks you to lick his boots. But uh, we are trying to resolve a conflict with the bee god, hence his. Hence his boots. You can see he's, he's always getting himself into one mess or another. Um, and we're just hoping to uh, make recompense with this bee god so that there can be no problems, uh, so I to mean, speak. That's I mean that's a, that's solid. That's solid. I, I don't on um, I don't need no bee bee problems on my island, you know. Kira, oh, yeah. Would you yeah. would you happen to have any insight on dealing with bee gods? Have you have, have there been conflicts in the past?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, there was, like, the the crazy bee wars of, like, I don't know, was it, like, 30 years ago? Where, like, both the bee tribes on the island, like, went at it. And the only person to stop them was the bee god. And since then, that dude's just, like, all up in himself. Ah, interesting.
3: Power's so gone
1: to his head.
5: Uh, what the, uh, what have, you said these two bee tribes, they both still around and active?
1: Uh, I mean, the the losing B tribe isn't as 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 active as you know you'd like him to be, but like they're there's still not as many yeah.
3: believers as before. I take it.
1: Oh no, they're definitely beleaguered for
3: sure. Right? Uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, yes. We we have very good rapport, don't we, Kia? This is good.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a it's is a thing. I mean, there hasn't really been any like B conflict here in the last couple of couple of years, so, I mean... But the Bee God is sort of not of one of the tribes, sort of above resolving I mean, conflict between them? As far as I know, I mean, I'm not too familiar with the Bee God lineage. You know, that's it's not a pantheon I'm aware of. I'm definitely more of like a minotaur Centaur sort mm-hmm. of like a lineage knowledge, but, you know, as far as I can tell, he is uh, he's the Bee God. Like, capital T-H.
5: Got it. Uh, Great. Well, uh, say, when uh, you hire out horses, do you hire carts with them as well or no?
1: Uh, No, we don't. I mean, we don't really hire. I mean, when people need them down on there, they just come borrow them, take them down there, hook them up, do your thing, bring them back. Or like the people that ride around the island on the horses, just come saddle them up, send them out. So not really. We don't really really keep the carts here. Mm Mm-hmm. It's usually easier to keep them near the the docks because that's where most of the action happens
3: anyway. that makes sense. yes, very good. Um, then we would we would be obliged and and very grateful to borrow your your two best horses here. Is there a way that you prefer to communicate with them? Is there a a, a manner of clopping or or whinnying that we could take on because I know Milo is is eager to talk. Uh, I mean, I don't. I don't really know. I mean, I speak horse,
1: so it's just a. Do they speak Sylvan?
2: I speak Sylvan. Is that
1: would that help? Uh, I don't know. Let me ask. You can see him like conferring with the horses, and be like, they speak horse, and that's that's what they speak.
3: Of course, of course. A horse, of course, speaks horse. <laughs> of course, Milo. Of course, very good. Well, excellent, Kier. Thank you so much. What do we owe you for the the? Uh, borrowing of your of your friends here and uh is there anything else you could tell us any any perhaps advantage we might have over this b god that that you could provide some insight on i mean
1: payment comes when you bring them back so we we check it out and then keep track of the time and however long that takes to get them back is is what you'll owe
3: and do you want them uh, full of oats when we return them or do you have a rate of oats that we that you charge after we bring them back empty Uh, i mean that's up to you i mean you know uh, the oats
1: you know kind of considered a tip so if you if they do a good job and you want to feed them oats or apples or carrots or you know something along those lines prior to bringing them back it's always a nice thing um there's no requirement to do such uh you know we treat the horses pretty well on the island so you know they,
3: they they do pretty well for themselves but you know as always tips are appreciated Excellent. Yes. Yeah, so, but but not not uh, required in the way that they might no, be in I some mean, places where people are underpaid for their efforts.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's polite to bring them back starving. Like, if you if you take them to town and you know work them to death and then bring them back and they're like super thirsty and super hungry,
3: that's just pretty shitty. That sounds completely fair. Let's let's go. We promise to treat your horses well. Yeah. And uh, hopefully, we will deal with this b god, uh, and he'll be gone. Yeah, I mean, the only the only
1: way I can think about a, you know dealing with a god is you get another god involved. That's usually
3: how god stuff works itself out. Excellent, excellent. Then we will be uh, reaching out to God. Anybody have his cell phone number?
5: <laughs> as we're as we're walking the uh, the horses back toward the uh, the carts to hitch him up. i check the map again to see if there are any gods listed on the
1: map. The only gods that you know of for sure are the ones down off of this queue. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the the sunken shrine to the drowned god is out there. Um, I mean, there's potential other spots maybe uh, uh, over on, on the, the K area in this bay. Uh, there's a, uh, a giant whale's rib cage and uh, some crab spawning grounds, potentially, mm-hmm. possibly there. Uh, you know, up here on I uh, is a place called the Arms of the Last Bard. Um, It's a large plateau where you can kind of see the whole island. And you know that there's a uh, somewhat broken but pretty thick 15-foot-wide uh, half-circle embedded into the ground. Could That be seems really close by. Um, you know that... Uh, let's see here. Up here uh, off a of sea is a set of statues called Tears of the Maiden. You know that there's... A, at, at the top of it, uh, there's a, a statue called the Weeping Sister. Um, so, I mean, there's potentially... God-oriented things, but nothing specifically says find God here. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah. hey,
2: Ken, I'm I'm wondering if we shouldn't split up, like Clark and Bellist go put some people in the carts, and you and I go investigate one of these God places. Works for me. I'm uh, I'm uh, interested in the uh,
5: you know religious type stuff. That sounds great.
2: All right, where, should, we, should we go to the one that's nearby? So, Clark, is that okay with you? You have such a nice relationship with these horses.
3: You can, you and Bellis can go grab the, the bodies. I have no issue with manual labor, and, and clearly if anyone's going to visit a statue of a woman crying, it would be you, Milo, because you're always making them cry. I mean, they do like my muffins. That's, that's what I'm saying. Your baking is uh, putting them to shame frequently as you subvert the patriarchy. Good for you, Milo. Good for you.
5: We uh, so is that the one you want to start at?
2: Um, I, I was thinking of the bard one because it's actually really close to us. Cool. Lead the way. Sure. So Ken and I will go to. Is that I? Yeah. Ken, Ken and Milo will adventure forth to I.
1: Okay. Nate, Andrew, is there anything specific you guys want to do, or just hitch the horses, load the carts?
3: We'll, we'll take the horses and begin loading corpses into carts. That sounds good to me.
1: Very businesslike.
3: Okay, cool. That's good We've undertaken to me. this sort of work before. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, okay. So you guys uh, make it to I pretty quickly. It's not that far away. Um, it's not a, a very strenuous climb. Um, so you make it to the top and embed it in the ground as a half circle looks to be made of uh, a quartz with gold strips in it. You peek back at the, the vacation guide and uh, it says uh, at sunrise and sunset this half circle aligns with the path that the sun takes and uh, you can hear a melody play.
5: Hmm. Any other, any other um, sort of intentionally built up or written things nearby that might suggest to whom or or for whom this might be
1: um not nearby i mean you can definitely tell there is definitely writing in the half circle itself um sort of in in that quartz but there's not any specific side writing of any kind okay and that in that writing is just it just says what you just told us that it lines up in that way uh, no, no. I mean, like it's it's like carved into the the quartz itself. Um, I mean, there. Yeah, I guess there's a little side plaque that gives you the rundown of the thing in yeah. the the travel brochure. Okay. Well. Uh,
2: hey, uh, Bard God, are you there? It's me, Milo. Uh,
1: nothing
5: seems to happen. And about how far away are we from uh, sunset? Actually, I actually have no idea what time it is.
1: Uh, let's see here. Um uh, so it's a, it's about noon right now, so you're like a couple hours away from sunset.
5: Alright, I just uh I'm gonna poorly investigate the uh the half circle thing just to see if I can discern anything else about it. And I'm gonna guess not, that's a six.
1: <laughs> I mean you can definitely tell that there's indentations of of some sort of writing on on the the quartz, but it's not a, it's not a language that you recognize. Miley, did you have any uh other thoughts on what to
5: do up here? We've, we've asked. I didn't write back or talk
2: back. I did a nature check just to kind of see what's going on with how, like, like with the quartz. Does the quartz
1: look like it's naturally there or was it was placed there? Uh, it looks like it was placed there. Like, it looks like this thing was created. Uh, you can see that the gold veins that are running through the quartz have uh, definitely been manipulated into the quartz. I'm gonna tap my boots up against
2: the quartz and see if that does anything.
1: okay Let's
2: see here. Ken, I'm sure this will make the God angry and you'll have to bail me out again.
1: Uh, I mean it makes a it makes a noise um, that resonates for about two seconds, but then it dissipates pretty quickly. Like a like a song noise? Um, I mean, like, if you were to hit two crystals together, sort of like uh, if you were to take, like, a wine glass and do a clink, it has that sort of resonant quality to it, but it doesn't last very long. So I'm going to start
2: to tap out, like, a song that I know. I got a 16 on performance. Okay. To, to make that sound with the, uh, with the quartz in my honeyed boots.
1: Okay. What song are you tapping um, out?
2: It's a song that um, a bard taught me a long time ago, and so it's it's kind of like a, a like a like a story song about um, why the sun chases the moon, and because I'm really interested in you know nature things, um, being a druid. Why the sun chases the moon, and and why they rarely ever meet.
1: Okay. All right. So this time as you're doing like a full song the the resonance holds for a lot longer so uh you get through the full song and it is it is happening do we see do we see anything changing other than the sa- the sound anything visually no no not visually but i mean the the resonance holds so like it <clears throat> even after milo finishes the song like there was a resonant echo of the song that continues for about seven minutes. All right, in that within that echo time frame, Ken
5: kind of like dumbly repeats, "Hey, uh, Bard God, are you are you there?" Uh, nope. Nothing. Nothing seems to really be happening. Okay. Uh, does so this this quartz platform? Does it, it's just a it's it's down in or is it raised up
1: at all? Uh, it's kind of flush. Got I mean, it. it's it's definitely like. Somewhat receded from about, being there for a long time, but and about how big is it? Like could, uh, 15 feet in right, okay, in diameter.
5: Uh, Ken gets right up on there and starts doing uh, sort of like one of his more, more uh, comfortable uh, yoga flows because th- what that
1: why the hell not? Okay, give me a, a performance, I guess, for that <laughs> 13. 13. Okay, I mean, weird you're not killing it but you know you're 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 finding your flow and it's 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 moving with the music um and and you can definitely feel feel a movement of energy in this this half circle like you can definitely feel like there's energy coming from the ground through your limbs and then leaving but in a fairly circular pattern like you're not taking anything or releasing anything, but you're sort of cycling things. I'm, should Should I keep doing the song, Ken?
5: Ken's not like especially insightful uh, <laughs> or thoughtful in any way, so
1: he just goes, "I don't know." No. I mean, you do know from the the pamphlet and the the plaque that there there definitely is a reaction at sunrise and sunset here. Maybe
5: we ought to come back when the pamphlet says.
2: All right. Well, where can we go next?
5: Probably go help our bros. Yeah, okay. Lifting.
2: Well, aren't we kind of close to... Do we have any way of communicating with Clark and Bellis?
1: I don't know. It's pretty flat island overall. If you could yell real loud from the top of this hill. It might carry. Because I'm wondering if before we go back to the bee god,
2: we're, we're kind of both... We could meet at K, where there's supposed to be
1: some sort of, like, crabs and and whale bones sure I mean, you, you could have I mean it's not that far to like make your way back down to the town area and okay like, like this whole island is m- maybe about three three and a half miles around like,
2: oh so it's a really this really is small a coast this is a pretty
1: small island like okay
2: well let's like go back down and talk to Clark and um
1: and Bellis Sounds good. Talking Nature's cell phone. <laughs> cool. So you guys are uh you're hanging out doing your work. Welcome that lady, back. That lady is still real pissed off about all the the trash on the beach, but you know, that that's really about the only the issue. You seem to have convinced the the priest guy that what you guys are doing isn't a bad idea. He's not necessarily all on board, but he's not. In, he doesn't think it's a bad idea to to try to treat these guys. So, so before we go back How to the b
2: God, be like, I think we should visit some of these other god places. Um, um, Clark, you would you should should we go to the Weeping Lady next? You were really interested in that one.
5: What if we ask this here priest about god stuff? <laughs> oh.
2: That's a good idea, Ken. Genius, Ken. <laughs> Very good.
5: Uh, say, uh, what what's the uh, sort of god breakdown on this island? We've 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 heard uh, some folks talk, you know, because the, all the bees, the larva stuff. We've heard there's a bee god around. Uh, anybody else kicking around this place?
1: Uh, I mean, we've got the the drowned god uh, that you know all of us collectively buy into, and. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Believe in um, there's a there's a couple of uh, like little uh, salamandery type folks that live over on the other bay uh, that do most of the crab collecting. Um, we've not seen it, but they they're supposed to uh, be able to basically dream things into existence. So like they've got the collective power of uh, like uh, will so to speak i mean I, i've never seen it i don't know anybody who's ever seen it but uh i wouldn't say that they're divine but it's also not necessarily off the table and like uh you know historically this was part of a a, a larger island chain uh you know that uh, has left over the years like some some oddities on our island that could be considered divinely touched I guess. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know for sure. Like, no one knows how the the arms of the last bard work. Nobody really knows the full story of the the weeping lady. Um, but they're also, you know, not not uh, abstract enough to be not divine. You know, like there's a there's a stream of tears that comes from the the weeping sister that flows into the river that turns into the Waterfall uh, on that peak, so uh, it's it's revered as as uh, somewhat of a, a special and cherished place. Um, but uh, I've never seen anything divine about that location either. Uh, and I turn to the fellows and
5: I say, um, you know, these are all really interesting uh, local customs, but it sounds to me like the uh, the willpower might be the most useful thing. In solving our little problem, if our existing solution doesn't work out,
3: I think so too. Uh, priest, do you have any sense of maybe a god or deity that might have beef with the bee god who would be incentivized to help us deal with the bee god? Um, not necessarily. I mean, like, from a
1: particularly theological standpoint, um, I would assume that nobody has major beef with a bee god because it's based around you know continued life and support of life in a way so I, I can't can't see why anybody would be mad at it I mean I guess there's the the other side of it being sort of a, a stinging aggressive you know beast so might have issue with that but from a Pantheon situation, I can't. I can't imagine too many larger deities being really like put off by a, a bee god. Like that doesn't add up to me. But may, may I interject here? Didn't the bee god
4: put on honey boots onto our buddy Milo here and tasked us with killing a whale? Uh, wouldn't the whale god have an issue with with that? Uh, maybe we can talk to talk to them and if you know he'd be willing to
5: help out in response to this aggression that sounds great yeah sure let's go uh that was that was over in that other bay is that right
1: uh i mean the the whale bones are over here kind of like an elephant bone graveyard situation yeah kind of yeah that's
5: great i think we can go we could go at least uh we could go chat up the salamandery folks over there. Clark, you might get along with them great. There's a fellow crab catcher.
3: Oh, yes. <laughs> Quite a few times. You know they're dealt with with a little powder. But uh, <laughs> proper seasoning and all that. I do like the idea of speaking to something very smooth.
1: So uh, on your way over to that
3: bay, um, you can read
1: in the, the pamphlet. So uh, that... That spot is called uh, Moby's Cage. Uh, the rib cage of a giant whale that fell out of the sky a long time ago is here. Broken beams and timbers of a once giant dock lie smashed between them, half submerged in the water. Um, local legends differ on how this carcass got here, uh, but there's not uh, a final answer, but the most accepted answer is that it was an un- unexpected side effect of a wizard's reckless attempt to mess with the nature of probability. Ratios can be a bitch.
0: <laughs> this one-off roll for blank is a campaign written by Mark Hughes, our wonderful DM, and it features Nate Regolia. Jeff Wolf and Dave Burdick. It might even feature Andrew Fishman at some point here, so keep your ears open. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you listen. It'd really help us out. And otherwise, find the role playing experience that you love. Buy some books, figurines, get some friends together virtually or in person when it's safe, and get rolling.